Hi everyone. I just want to give a little shout out that Business Barn Raising is now open for the year. This time around, we are really focusing on helping people who have been interested in incorporating hippotherapy into their practice get started. And the most important things to get started really are focusing on your practice location, getting all the systems in place that you are going to need to provide services. Those are things like insurance and contracts. And finally, finding the clients that you need to run your practice. And in Business Barn Raising, we cover all of these areas, both in lesson content format as well as supported coaching calls. So if you think this is something that might be helpful to you, be sure to reach out and get signed up. We will be starting in June. This is Gina, your host of Animals and Aquatics. Today I am checking in on our last episode of this season, and it's exciting to have completed a whole season of podcasting, and if you're listening for the first time, welcome. You'll have plenty of time to catch up during our break in December and January, and if you've been listening with us from the beginning, congratulations, and thank you so much for giving us your time and your ears We're so excited to have completed a whole season of podcasting, and we are just want to spend some time wrapping up with some of our favorite episodes and a little behind the scenes peek into what we're thinking about for 2024. So in the Animals and Aquatics podcast, our goal has always been to help occupational therapists who are interested in working outside the box of traditional OT and incorporating either animals or aquatics into their OT practice. And both Ryan and I have a passion for what we do, and we've been really excited to share that with you listening. And we hope that As we've learned and grown throughout this season that you've learned a few things with us along the way and it's been a very interesting experience to put together a podcast and learn about all the technical details as well as the like show planning and doing interviews and One of the things that I think it would be fun to start with would be the top five listen to podcast for our first season. And the number one listen to podcast is Changing Lives One Animal at a Time, The Green Chimneys Experience with Miyako. So if you haven't listened to that, be sure to go back and listen to it. It was an excellent interview and so much fun to do. Our number two listen to podcast episode was the top four reasons I love hippotherapy and occupational therapy. And this was a very early episode that I did. And I love this. I love thinking back about this episode because I really just kind of sat down and spoke from the heart about the reasons why I love OT and including hippotherapy in it and all the things that were really important to me. But I think it also gives a good insight into why hippotherapy can be a really valuable tool in occupational therapy. 
For our third most listened to episode is, is hippotherapy sensory integration? And again, this is another kind of passion area for me. I am part of the American Hippotherapy Association faculty and teach the Sensory Connections course. So I've done a lot of deep work here as well as being certified in sensory integration. So putting that all together, that was a fun episode and getting to share a little bit about what I think, whether hippotherapy is sensory integration or not. You'll have to take a listen if you haven't already heard that episode. Our kickoff episode is number four, so it's good to know that people have checked in about what we're about before listening. And our number five top episode is Essential Skills for Occupational Therapy Practitioners Partnering with Animals. And that episode actually required quite a bit of research to put it all together and put the script together and pull out what those essential skills are because what information is out there is often centered just around dogs being used in OT sessions. And so to look at what the standards are out there professionally, what we look at as an occupational therapist incorporating hippotherapy, and then what about all the other animals that OTs are using therapeutically, and what are some of those really essential skills that we might need to have? So that episode, I think, for me, was really important to speak out about, about what are some of those essential skills? How can you get them? Where do you get the mentoring? Or how do you, you know, connect with someone who's going to help you with some of those steps along the way? Because certainly partnering with animals requires an additional skill set to incorporating them in your occupational therapy sessions. So those were our top five listened to episodes or watched if you're watching on YouTube of this season and it was fun to look back and see which ones came out on top. Uh, I'd like to give out a shout out to Philadelphia as our number one listening city and Great Falls, Virginia and Denver round out our top three listening cities but we've actually had listeners from all around the world and it's great to see our international listeners and I would love to connect with some of you. Certainly I have taught in some places that maybe I have some listeners but actually our top international countries are the United Kingdom as number one Number two is Germany, and number three is Singapore. So all wonderful places that I would love to come and teach an AHA course. So if you're interested in having a American Hippotherapy Association Foundations of Hippotherapy Treatment Principles course, certainly reach out to me and we can make a connection there. But it's wonderful to see that there are occupational therapists all around the world who are able to incorporate animals or aquatics into their sessions and make a difference in their local population. And certainly, as we look at the availability of incorporating animals, horses, dogs, other farm animals into occupational therapy, there is a growing awareness and movement of incorporating these animals into sessions to have a positive benefit on our clients. And for aquatic therapy, for occupational therapists or occupational therapy providers, it's certainly a growing area of interest as long as you have access to a pool or a body of water that you can work in. 
incorporating aquatics or the the water environment can be therapeutic for so many different patient populations. And although it's primarily recognized with physical disabilities, for occupational therapy providers, it's really much broader than that. And it can be such a holistic environment to work in for our clients. So it's good to see that we're having uh, an international outreach for animals and aquatics because as more OTs start to incorporate animals and aquatics into their practice, we're going to be able to touch so many more lives and help so many different types of clients. Again, sometimes outside the standard expectation for Um, certainly aquatic therapy, but also animal-assisted therapy as well. So it's been, again, exciting to see people from all around the world listening in with us, um, reaching out to us, and, and posing questions. Those things are super important and help to inform, you know, how we put our season together and how we put our episodes together. So I think This season, we have had a great impact on clinicians who are interested in practice locations and finding either a new practice location or if they're starting to think about incorporating animals or aquatics on the side of what they're doing for maybe a full-time job, that they're able to find a place to bring their clients to. And that's super important. And we've had people reach out on Instagram or through Facebook Instant Messenger to give us feedback that those episodes were really helpful. I know that several of my students have listened as well. So either prior to coming for a fieldwork placement, they were able to listen into the podcast and get a feel for Ryan and my style and some of the things that were important to us. So we know that As people are listening in, we certainly welcome you to connect with us like some other people already have. You can connect with me on Instagram, Gina.Taylor underscore OT as my handle. So Gina Taylor OT is the where to find me. And, you know, we just want to take a little bit of time on this last season episode here to say thank you say thank you to everyone who's listened and given us feedback along the way and encouraged us um, because it really does make a difference when you're podcasting you're sending your voice and your thoughts out into the void and sometimes you wonder if anyone is hearing you so for all the people who have reached out we thank you for all those who are listening we thank you and encourage you to reach out to us as well And if you've ever wondered a little bit about what it's like to create a podcast, uh, I'd like to give you just a little bit of information about what that was like. We knew for several months before we started the podcast, that was the plan. It was the plan coming into 2023. And the one thing that I didn't want to do was get hung up on equipment. I didn't want to get hung up on having the right microphone or the right podcasting equipment and a sound mixer. And I didn't even know if we were going to stick with it. And most podcasts don't get beyond 10 episodes. So um, I, I didn't want to invest a lot into the equipment until we were committed to doing it. And so that is one of the reasons why you haven't seen Ryan and I co-hosting on YouTube yet. If you ever watch our YouTube channel, 
because we don't have the equipment to get us both on the camera and on the audio at the same time. We have figured out how to get our audio to sync with a computer program so we can run um, both of our audio through one USB or two USB ports. But it's interesting when you try to co-host together and you don't necessarily have everything set up for co-hosting, which is why those episodes have definitely been less. So that's one of our goals for 2024 is to be able to co-host much more easily because we love that ability just to play off of one another and have that conversation where you can listen in on some of the things that you know we're discussing about our business. So as we were getting ready to launch originally, I wanted it to be in January. And if you look back to when we got started, we got started on Valentine's Day to share a little love. And it was okay to start a little bit later than I wanted to. But the important thing was just to get started. And thinking about what those first couple episodes were going to be and, and starting to sketch things out. And then it was to start interviewing and interviewing um, people who I knew and and knew that they would be open to having an interview with me recorded. And that was kind of the easy way to get started. But I certainly had some big girl moments when I was interviewing other podcasters and thinking about like, oh, wow, uh, this person has a podcast of their own and I'm interviewing them on my podcast. And just having that that sense of uh, awe a little bit of having somebody else on the podcast. And it was just something, you know, where I had reached out and said, hey, I'm wondering if you would be willing to be on the Animals and Aquatics podcast and talk a little bit about your area of expertise. So it's definitely a learning experience of approaching other people, guest hosting on other people's podcasts, and, you know, having people come and and interviewing them on, on our podcast. So that's definitely been an area of growth and learning. And I think probably another area that has changed significantly is our editing of the podcast as we went along. I did try to have a virtual assistant, a VA, work on the podcast with me on the editing side of things. And the timing just wasn't working out. The communication wasn't working out very well. So I just jumped back into doing my own editing of the podcast. And and as I've learned along the way, um, I can do a lot of fun little video edits. So again, if you're watching or if you take a moment and pop over to YouTube, you can look at some of our first couple episodes and see they're, you know, just me here hanging out in the office talking. And as we got a little bit later uh, in the season, I was able to figure out how to pop some gifts and little videos in to keep things interesting as you're watching along. So um, that's definitely a little bit of our behind the scenes from trying to figure out how Ryan and I can record together easily so that way we can share our thoughts and our experiences with you to interviewing other podcasters and feeling a little intimidated and just jumping in and getting this season off the ground and going and listening to people's feedback along the way as we put it together. Now, if you're wondering about 
our next season. We plan to start again in February of 2024. So we are going to take off December and January to have a little bit of a break with family around the holidays and get ourselves all organized. We will be having a 2024 planning party with some of our coaching clients and we'll be opening that up as a free event. So if you want to join us for that, listen in for more details. And for our 2024 season, a couple of the things that we are planning on, one thing that we want to introduce for 2024 is some live coaching calls. And I really enjoy working with other occupational therapists, whether they're in the thought and planning phase of incorporating animals or aquatics into their practice, and they're just trying to figure out what that might look like for them to OTs who have been incorporating um, hippotherapy maybe into their practice for a while and they're trying to figure out, you know, maybe how to expand into a private practice or they're adding it to an existing facility. And I think those can always be interesting as well as just um, client kind of coaching calls where someone is really stuck with a client and they don't seem to be making progress and they are looking for a little bit of guidance. So in 2024, we'll be looking to add some live coaching calls and that way you can really hear what it's like to work through some of the challenges. And you'll also get to see that many of us go through a lot of the same experiences at different points throughout our journey of incorporating animals and aquatics into our practice. Again, when that's just an idea you have in your head and you're wondering about how to, like where to start, what what do you need to do first, all the way through seasoned practitioners who have a new client or a client that's been on their caseload for a while and are really struggling with coming up with something that's going to move that needle for that client that's going to get them out of a plateau phase and you know often in this work we're working alone not a lot of practitioners have a situation like Ryan and I do where we we have each other to bounce ideas off of and bounce strategies or challenges off of but certainly I know for much of my career I I was working alone I didn't have other OTs who were there to bounce those ideas off of. So being that sounding board will be one of the things that we'll be adding to our 2024 season. We also want to continue with our interviews um, of more occupational therapy providers, as well as students who want to get into the field uh, and incorporate animals or aquatics. So we'll be touching base with some of our SOTA groups to get some students who are really interested and motivated and help them find what steps they need to take on the path to get started. Because I know as an occupational therapy assistant faculty member that every semester I have, you know, two to five students who are super excited, interested, and passionate about either animal-assisted therapy, hippotherapy, aquatic therapy. And I always wonder you know, how many of those students are going to go on to incorporate any of those tools into their practice? And if not, why not? So we'll be listening and having some interviews with students 
who want to make this part of their career path in our 2024 season. And of course, we want to keep delivering our intervention content. We know that talking about our treatment ideas and how we structure our sessions can be real practical take-home types of information. I always feel like no matter what continuing education I attend or listen to, if there's one thing I can take away, then it was time well spent. So with us, I hope that you always have at least one thing to think about or to go back to your clients and try or um, a, a step to take, you know, a new way of thinking about something. So as we've done in season one here, we want to continue to go ahead and do that. And season two is to give you that opportunity to have a real takeaway, a practical takeaway for each session or each each episode that we have. So again, if you are listening for the first time, take some time to catch up on our previous episodes. We gave you our top five episodes today, so that might be a great place to start. And if you've been listening for a while, I would absolutely love it if you would share your favorite episode with us and give us one idea or a topic that you would like to see in our 2024 season because we are heavy, heavy in our planning phase right now. And we would love to hear from you what your 